Hey friends, this is your friend Kyle Coleman, and I want to welcome you to Are We Still Friends? The podcast where I dig into the lives of fascinating friends. Oftentimes I haven't gotten to catch up with these friends in a while. Like we all do, I sometimes wonder, are we still friends? Colin Bigelow is an actor, writer, improviser, and director, most recently featured in the web series Dearest Ava. Sarah Thompson is an improviser and author. Together, they're co-hosts of Craigsistential Crisis, a podcast deep dive into the missed connections section of Craigslist. I'm like the queen of blown opportunities, so yeah, you'll just add it to my list. What's what's a huge blown opportunity that you can think of? Oh my god, Kyle! <laughs> we'll, we'll start out there. What's uh? Okay, what's actually, a huge, huge missed opportunity in, in your both of your what's lives? What's the most traumatic thing you've missed out on because you were afraid? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to say, I said that as a joke, and I would like to say <laughs> that I don't actually believe I really have that many. I've always kind of lived by, like, the, if you don't, like, better to not have regretted not doing it. Better to regret doing it than not having done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on, I'm trying to think of a thing that, like, was presented to me that I didn't take up on that I regretted and I honestly I don't think I have anything that's good I feel like I kind of leapt on on all the things the only one I can think of isn't even that traumatic but I remember it because I haven't even been as a child but it was just being at a Mariners game Seattle Mm. Seattle represent shout out to the Seattle fans shout Shout out. out um and the Mariner Moose came over and was like trying to get me to follow him and I wouldn't because I was scared. Because I, he was a stranger to me. <laughs> I was a child, and my parents were like, "Go, Tala, it'll be fun." I'm like, no, I don't. I, no, thank you, Mariner Moose. And he left me, <laughs> and I don't know what I missed out on. I'll never know. Yeah. I honestly, the way you were like, he tried to get me to follow him. That's I feel how, like that was a good. You didn't. That was a good instinct. You passed the test. That's yeah. how it felt. Yeah. A man in a moose suit just spotted me in the crowd and was like. Not even, not even asking my parents first, just waving me over. <laughs> All the kids he managed to get, they pushed into the Puget Sound. So you're lucky. <laughs> I am, lucky did follow, actually. I'm, I count myself blessed. That's good. I feel like your parents were setting you up for that. You know how you can like rear, you can arrange things at a sporting mm. event before you oh get there, like the gosh. birthday messages up on the oh on the board. God, that would have been so I feel like they set you up with the moose. <laughs> that would, They're yeah. like, <laughs> we're gonna test our son. We need you to approach him at the bottom of the seventh. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a Nathan Fielder stunt now. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like, the move, I find I would go with him and he'd take off his mask and be like, hey, you shouldn't follow strangers. You don't know. But then you would have met Nathan Fielder. Yeah. But I wouldn't know who that was for a long, long <laughs> and then time. Years later. <laughs> he'd just be the man that traumatized me. The man who tried to take me. So. <laughs> Wait, that's that moose. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's that moose. Yeah, what are my regrets? Uh, I was going to go travel Europe for like three months. Like I had this planned out mm. cool itinerary of things I wanted to do. And then I met somebody that I was like, oh, I want to I want to date them. And Idiot. we were <laughs> like, <laughs> for like a month, we're like, oh, maybe we're going to. And then it never happened. But I canceled everything because oh. I didn't want to like this was just getting going. And I was oh. like. I don't want to leave for three months right at the start of this. Oh. And then it just like fizzled out and nothing was there. And Kyle, where were your friends? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my God. I mean, you're not going to have them on this podcast because the answer oh. to the question is, are we still friends would be no or not because mm-hmm. you didn't have my best interests at heart. Right. You should be interviewing all the people who should have stopped you. Right. Yeah. Then. And be like, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Why weren't you my friend? How yeah. About that? 
I yeah. feel like if I had a friend, not to like harsh on past you. No. I love that I was like, show, be vulnerable, and now I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, stupid. Like, <laughs> you sass and dumbass. <laughs> but like, if one of my friends said that they were gonna not go on this trip because of someone they met, I would have been like, you're insane. What's wrong? Like, b- blame's not on you though, sure. because you you were I was blinded. Yeah. Goo goo gaga. Yeah. Lady gaga. So I can't blame you, but I can blame all the people who didn't have love goggles on. Yeah. They didn't do you a solid. Mm-hmm. I don't speak to any of those people anymore. And we wonder why. <laughs> we wonder why. We learned. Okay. So I'm thinking of like, I'm trying to think of like a specific time, but there have been times in my life where I haven't like stood up for myself that maybe I have, I have regretted. The only one that, um, that immediately comes to mind is I was in eighth grade and I was running the school paper um, and I was writing it with, um, I always get so nervous to name drop people as though a girl I know in eighth grade is going to listen to this podcast. And sue you. And find me. <laughs> but there was a girl I was friends with named Marie. She was like one of my best friends and we were like co-editors of the paper and the teacher who like ran the paper was like a teacher I super respected and like viewed as a friend and like loved him. And like we were having trouble getting this issue out because Marie was like not doing her part of the paper. Like I'd done all, I'd, I'd edited all my articles. I laid out my half of the paper, whatever. So our teacher, Mr. Jew came up to us and was like, why isn't the, like I was supposed to have proofs on my desk today. Why aren't they out? And Maria was like, oh, well I've been trying to work on it, but Sarah keeps holding me back. And I was like, oh. and I did stand up for myself. I was so shocked. I was just like, <laughs> and uh, I regret not standing up for myself. Yeah. So there's my greatest regret. That's a good one. Yeah, that is. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I The only other one I can think of is just, like, I feel like my 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 parents made me the very real offer of, like, at college time, you know, that was happening. Just, like, if you want to go to New York to do theater, to, like, learn that, to do, like, we'll, we'll make that happen. I just don't think I was ready for it. I just was not. Yeah. I did not understand, really, like what that meant i don't know what that meant what does that mean were they like like they they'll, they offered to like if you want to do school in new york we'll pay for it if you okay, want to go to okay. portland that's fine too okay i see um we'll still love you if you go to portland <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we want to set this offer in front of you so that you decline it and then remember it in 10 years yeah exactly uh so it's like i don't know i don't know i, I, I would have been different i would have been different i don't know that it would have been better it just would have been a very different experience. Yeah. And again, I don't feel like maybe that's something that you have to regret because I no. feel like, like you said, I think that would have been too much. It, well, yeah. For a little baby. For a little 18-year-old Tallinn. Couldn't have handled the Big Apple. Yeah. More than I could chew. Yeah. I just, like, I think if that's not something that you're, like, balls to the wall, like, I am going to do this, I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. It won't happen, and so it would like lead to a bad experience because you weren't the one being like, yeah. It was like yeah. your parents. Sorry, I'm just like, I love to fuck with your levels. Um, <laughs> this is a problem. This, this is, is a problem. I also bad. like to get meta and talk about recording while we're recording. Anyway, <laughs> right? Because yeah. Talon does the editing, right? Yeah, and so I'm so you have no, you just have no idea, yeah. or or worse, yeah, it's worse than not knowing how hard it's it malicious. is. It's malicious. <laughs> I'm purposeful. I edited the first couple episodes. I edited some of the early episodes, but not not a lot of them. I think we gave up on editing as a 
concept pretty We kind of we did, like, yeah. It's too much effort to, like, edit this little bit out, and then, like, we have... Do we call back to it later? Because we just have a very, like, flock of seagulls stream of consciousness. That's the thing. Wow. That... That's I've never heard thing. of phrased it. It's like there's yep. a bunch of seagulls fighting in my head at all the time. <laughs> Every seagull is a sandwich thought. and they're all, they're all tied to a string. Yeah. Or is this sandwich the thought and all the seagulls are all my intrusive thoughts and they're all picking oh. at the good thought. A lot of ways you could go there. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway. New York. New York. New York seagulls. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're New York seagulls. They're tougher than normal. Yeah. You know, if I were, I was a young uh, Pacific Northwest seagull and... Aww. Uh, I was afraid of the big birds in New York City being bigger and bigger and meaner to me. And big uh, yeah, I, I would have been would have been eaten alive. Mm. So is that like a moment in your life where you like saw the fork in the road? A little bit, yeah. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. But I really also just had a hard time visualizing exactly the the opposite. like if I had like spent as much time thinking about what I wanted to do now as I did like then I wasn't really there yet. So. Yeah. Uh, but I also think, like, I did think about, well, I wouldn't know anybody. I'd probably be, like, in a kind of tough environment, so I'll have a tough outer shell, but the inside of me will need some work, and, mm. uh, I think that's work I, I probably have gotten to do a lot of in Portland. I don't know if I would have gotten to do in New York as much. I don't totally. know. I really don't know. I just, there's a lot of unknowns. There is a lot to yeah. be said for being, like, a big fish in a small pond. Not to... Say you're necessarily a big fish if you don't want to be, but I think you're a big fish. I'm a pretty big fish. You're a big old fish. <laughs> you know what, Kyle? You're a big fish, too. Whoa. And I would say I'm a big fish. Yeah. We're Maybe a couple, a couple of, of big fish in this tank. This small pond's getting awful crowded. crowded. Well, guess yeah, what? Like that won't be a problem, Kyle, because uh, the two of us are moving. <laughs> right. Uh, Another pond. But, the, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, I think there's a lot of things you could get done as a big fish in a small pond uh, that help build your confidence early on and then it gives you the confidence to go to the big pond because mm-hmm. i think i think that that is something i would have not also been able to handle if i'd like gone straight from college into something like super overwhelming it would have made me feel small yeah i've never had second thoughts in my life and i'm not plagued by them constantly so i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> uh, never yeah. felt that what yeah what are your biggest fears of, of this move oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you just get right into it I mean, how big could they get? How big can they get? Well, um, I'm very scared of the San Andreas Fault. No, mm. <laughs> I've lived on the San Andreas Fault. Did you see that movie with life. the rock? Um, no, but I can imagine it goes like, <laughs> and I think he like that was him punching the rock back into place. I think that was Call Me by Your Name, actually. Oh, so, <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. right. I did watch that recently for the first time because I was like, it's gay culture. I've gotta, I've gotta participate. Yeah. My card still doesn't come in the mail, so I was like, maybe this is why. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was pretty boring, I'll be honest. I don't know that I got it. I don't think I... I haven't seen it This yet. is quote-unquote yeah. got it. I don't think I got it. Well. Um, it's very beautiful, though. That's good. Anyways, moving to LA, we're terrified. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what are my... I think my biggest fear is, uh, is that I'll regret doing this. Because I have never moved away from a place that I loved. Every time I've moved, it has been like... Uh, out of, like, me wanting to escape where I am. Um, and so this is the first time in my life, like, there have been two, two big moves in my life, and both of those I was trying to escape. And this one, I'm, like, leaving a place I love so much. So that is scary, and I, I have been very plagued by, like, if things are good, why am I, why am I changing them? 
So I think that's my biggest fear is that I'll get to LA and I'll be like, I never should have left. I never should have left. But you know what? We'll get into solving these problems later. Tell me, I hear your fears. <laughs> yeah, I'm the me and my fears. Yeah, I feel like my biggest fear would be just not finding. I don't want to even say finding. I just not. Yeah, I guess, but not finding the motivation I want and hope to find. Like I, it's not. I know those are things that you can't just wait for them to come to you, and. I'm not relying on moving to LA to like make me feel creative, but I do know that I'd be putting myself around people who would inspire me in ways that the, the times I felt most creative in my life, I've been around certain kinds of energies and certain kinds of people. And I have some of that here in small pockets. I'd say the people in this room <gasps> among them. That's uh, us. Yeah. That's us. He's talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Um, We're blushing, but it's, but it's like, yeah, it's, you're, it's people, but it's also like spaces. Like, I know that there's certain things I want to be doing and I need to be doing them now, but, uh, I, I hope being around that energy will make me want to do it more. And the, being around the kind of people where you could just be sitting in a room and be like, Hey, I have an idea for a video, or I guess in this case, it'd be like a TikTok and you just go and do it. And, and you don't really think about how good it is. Or if it, mm. if you have the time to like even get it done because you have to do you just do it you just do things I want to be around doers Ugh. all the paced. time fast paced city life um, I think that I could do that but I but my fear would be like getting there and then I just have no motivation to do anything other than play Dreamlight Valley on my Switch <laughs> and <laughs> that's it um, <laughs> yeah I really I don't think that's a danger because again I think that's the motivation I'm finding. Wherever I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somehow that it just goes away would be the scariest thing. That's, yeah, that's fair. I think that like definitely moving to a new place can bring on energy that you don't necessarily have when you're in one place for a long time. And I think that also like in terms of like tangibly doing things, there is a lot of opportunity in LA like to put things up at theaters like I think that's something we've run into like the three of us like when we're looking for spaces to put up impact and stuff like there is a short list of theaters that you can afford as a single person yeah and even just a short list of theaters that exist in Portland especially post-pandemic uh peri-pandemic whatever we're not over it yet hey Joe Biden said it's over. Bojiden. Yeah, mission accomplished. All right, Bojiden. <laughs> Whatever you say, sleepy Joe. I'm kidding. I'm not a Republican. Anyone listening to this, I'm not a Republican. The phone lines it, are lighting up. I I just, mean, how do we answer calls? <laughs> is it this problem? I just think it is funny to call him sleepy Joe. <laughs> um, because it's just funny. And uh, God, I have no idea what I was talking about. This is great. <laughs> this is really good. Went for the oh, it's Joe a- Biden's America. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just like there's a short list of leaders, you know, here in Portland, whereas in LA, because it is a whole city, you know, it's got pluses and minuses. It's a whole city of people looking to kind of do the same thing you are doing, which is rough because competition is whatever. But that also means there's more opportunity to do it in equal measure. So I think that is also kind of exciting yeah. creatively. Yeah. moving is moving is scary but i think that it is worth it like the experience of it in itself teaches you something like it's not like you have to get to the place and thrive in the place to learn anything 
I feel like you can learn something just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel that way. I feel like it's, it's definitely a kind of scary, daunting idea, and that's why it maybe feels like a direction worth heading in. Like yes, exactly. Absolutely. Either way, exactly. I'll really. learn something about me or <laughs> life in general. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm in a place where I feel like I want to learn things like that. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited uh, to see what SoCal Tallinn looks like. <laughs> I a lot of visors. A lot of visors. I can't wait to see how you change, both of you. Honestly. Yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to be so LA. Different people. <laughs> and it is like, I feel like the world is so small nowadays, too, that it helps a lot. Like, Portland, like, if you buy tickets at the right time, you can fly up to Portland for, like, 200 bucks round trip and just oh, yeah. be back here if we miss it. And, like, hopefully you will come visit us. It's and, just like, another reason for me, too. Like, yeah. I... Pre-pandemic, that was one of my things that I wanted to do is spend a, like long weekends in LA or New York, like more oh, yeah. more often, just because there is so much, so many opportunities there. Even just as a visitor to do workshops or see things. Oh my god! Yes. Like just those two things alone would make it worth it. So now I've got more reasons to yeah. to visit there. I kind of hope it's like a bridging of communities. Agreed. Yeah. I think there already is kind of a Portland to LA pipeline. It sure. definitely feels like that. Like people move down there, people move back. It's very weird. Like a good friend of mine from college now works at a company that a guy who used to be big in the improv, Garrett Palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They work at the same company now together. And so that's been right. like a weird, yeah. like, whoa, world's colliding. Yeah. Right? Cause I never personally knew Garrett, but yeah. just knowing that the two of them, he was from a world I moved into and so I think there already is a lot of, like, the groundwork for that sort of communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what it does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, definitely how we change as as individuals. And uh, More Prada. More Prada? I think I'm more of a Gucci guy. Mm, you would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gucci boy. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. You're Dolce & Gabbana mm-hmm. all over that little face of yours. <laughs> What parts of my personality do you think would... <laughs> yeah, I like this question. <laughs> I love this question. Okay. Do you want to go first? I, I do feel like your smile would be kind of plastered on your face. Almost. Like that movie that's coming out right now called Smile. Have we all been bar- bombarded by those ads? No. No, yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. No, I, was, I was thinking more like Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. Like, oh. It's Botox in that movie, and it wouldn't necessarily be for you, but I do feel like that your persona would just be smiling all the time. Mm-hmm. Your LA, LA Kyle is happy mm-hmm. and I, relaxed. I agree with that. I think LA Kyle would also be more secretive. Ooh. Like, I feel like you're already a pretty secret guy, and I feel like you would get more secret. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you would be better at maintaining a facade. Mm. Not that you're bad at one now, because, boy, are you a mystery. But uh, <laughs> I think that you would get even better at it. Yeah. I like um, that. The smile's a little mischievous to me. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. definitely, like, a smile that kind of, like, is, like, you, I know you know the smile is fake, but yeah. neither of us are going to acknowledge it. Everything you say would <laughs> sound like a double entendre, just the way you would say it. You'd be like, hi, yeah. come on in. And you'd be like, come in what? <laughs> <laughs> right. You get it? Yeah. I get it. So it could mean one way, it could mean like enter. (laughs) But the other way though, enter what? Yeah. Oh. Now now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. It's sexual. You would wear a lot more fanny packs. Um, And maybe your toes would make an appearance. Oh, yeah. 
you know, your grippers. I just got a pedicure the other day for the first time <gasps> ever. How'd it go? Uh, I don't know if I'll do it again. No. Was it, what, what makes you have that right it now? Was, it was fine. It was just, I was stressed out the whole time because I was just like, why is this person doing this? Like, th- yeah. this is weird and I'm uncomfortable and I just couldn't enjoy it. I think that the fear that... I don't, maybe I shouldn't say that everyone has, but I think the fear, because I've also never gotten a pedicure because I don't want people touching my feet. Yeah. So I applaud you for your bravery. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think that maybe part of the fear that everyone has is that the pedicure is going to take off your shoe and be like, <gasps> yes. that's the worst foot I've ever, everyone come and look at this foot. It's the yeah. worst foot I've ever seen in my life. They go yeah. over and t- turn off the open sign. Exactly. <laughs> We need the rest of the day. Yeah, Sorry, like, no more clients. Get your get your photo. This is gonna make us millions. Uh, yeah. So I yeah, think that that is was that a fear you were feeling? Yeah, that's that's part of it. I'd be yeah. afraid I'd be too like ticklish. I'd be afraid they'd start and I just wouldn't be able to let them finish. Finish where? <laughs> <laughs> On sorry. my feet, Sarah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. God, I'm so sorry. It's like I'm possessed sometimes. It's you, like I don't want to say it, and it happens anyway. Do you feel like you're always on in that way? What do you mean? I don't know. Some people are on. And I feel like I turn it off. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never heard this. Exp- I'm not. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. What do you so, mean? So like, yeah, you know, like some them? people are just like What's their personas are always like, like when they go home, they're exactly the same. You know, when they're alone as they are with people, they're just like always. Okay. Whatever that persona is, I don't think it's all. Usually, it's someone who's pretty like social and like sure. engaged with people, and like mm. I like Conan O'Brien has a documentary, which I don't know if you've watched. I have still never okay, seen that. I have it. I'm gonna let you borrow it. Thank you. Um, but a lot of the concept behind that is like he's someone who's always playing to the audience, like he's on, mm. and then like as soon as they're out of sight, it really goes away. Until someone wants him to be Conan O'Brien, and then he'll turn it back on again. But he like doesn't really let him turn it off. Like that's the whole struggle he has. So, okay. so are you? Do you feel like you turn it off ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is very funny because I was kind of thinking about this today yeah. because I was talking about how I had never lived without a roommate before this uh, this place that I live in now. And realizing how, and I guess this is a great way to put it, like, when I moved in alone, I was like, oh, I'm suddenly not, like, uncomfortable is not the right word because I was living with my best friend who I really don't have a whole lot of barriers with or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I moved in alone, all of a sudden it was like I was expending zero energy when I was at home. So I think, yes, I think that, but I don't think that I, uh, time, I do kind of know what you're talking about now because times that I've quote unquote tried to turn it off, uh, I like it is more effort to turn it off in front of people mm-hmm. than it is to just leave it on. Like it's not voluntary. Yeah. You know, like, sure. like when I'm home alone, I think it's off, but I am, I, I am also kind of, I do make jokes to myself and be a little weird creature when I'm home alone. So like in some ways it is on, but, yeah. but like, yeah, I don't really think I have the choice in whether it's on or not. Mm-hmm. And okay. If I forcibly try to turn it off, it's almost like I, it's so much effort and like it changes things. I don't know if that sounds insane. No. I, I was, think that's a fair answer. Yeah. I was like talking to a friend about this once because I was talking to her about how like I'd been at, I was like hanging out with some people and I was like 
in a pretty bad mood. And usually when I'm in a bad mood, like being around people helps me a lot. Like it gets me out of it. But this time it was like not helping. And I almost like felt myself shutting. Like I felt bad as in like I felt like really low energy. So I almost felt like I was imagining like this force field going around me. And like everyone I was giving energy to, I like cut it off. And all of a sudden everyone got really like weird and upset. And that night ended super weirdly with like people being really upset with each other, like seemingly out of nowhere. And I was like, am I egotistical to think that I kind of caused that? Like, because like (laughs) truly after I decided to do that, like the night went south and people were like, everyone thought everyone else was mad at them. And like, it was super weird. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, oh, that's like a Reiki thing. Like they tell people to do that in Reiki. Like you can control the energy you give to people or not. Yeah. (sighs) That was such a long monologue. (laughs) We we're just not used to these, um, breaks without the other one interrupting I think. <laughs> rude uh, yeah. uh, do you got like what do you guys feel like when you're talking to people do you feel any sort of energy flow like do you feel like it's tapping you do you feel it giving to you do you not feel anything at all I, I feel like I do get that energy coming in that gives me energy to like give back because I'm just such a flat line personality all the time <laughs> that i need someone like like you to like bring me up a little bit yeah 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 okay. would you say you're generally a pretty emotionally stable person emotionally stable yeah just curious. <laughs> uh yeah i think so okay cool yeah i don't know yeah yeah sure. <laughs> yeah okay cool so like you feel like your energy levels and your emotions generally are pretty good at yeah i, I think maintaining equilibrium yes okay cool yeah I would agree with that. Yeah, thanks. I just don't want to prescribe. Sure. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I do feel like I... Maybe it's harder for me to control my own energy that I, I give or don't give to people. Like, I do have uh, days where I find it hard to turn on sometimes. Sure. Uh, and I just... I know I've been around you on days, I think, where I've just been like, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm in, not even like a bad mood. It's just like, I don't... It's effort. It's effort I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to give right right this second. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I can I can charge it up, give me some time. But uh and it's not even a comfort thing. I mean I think some with you I'd be more comfortable leaving it off. Sure. And if someone I was less comfortable came around, I would definitely make more of an effort to like, okay, let's charge it up, let's give it a few cranks and, and see what happens. But yeah. with like other people's energy, yeah, I I definitely, I think I reflect it back at people. Mm. Yeah. For, for better and for worse. Yeah. I always feel weird about that. That's a thing. And that's an interesting thing that I've, I've wanted to see in this podcast too, is like mm-hmm. with different personalities coming in and talking, like what is my personality going to be like? Yeah. Cause I'm going to have to listen back to it and be like, oh, you were matching their energy. That's not you know, your truest you or whatever. And I think that's a thing we all do with everybody all the time, but it's just something that I'm like really self-conscious of, of like, Mm. Ooh, that feels not completely authentic or something. Interesting. Is, do you, is that usually like a retrospective thing you feel or in the moment? In the moment for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Like you feel yourself doing it and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. Because yeah. I think like this level of like I'm being myself around you, you know, for the most part, like I'm maybe a little more elevated because we're in a fun setting and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. This is this is me elevated. I'm so it's incredible. <laughs> you need to chill out. Dude. You are sending vibes that are too intense. Yeah, it's not right. I'm gonna have to turn my my volume <laughs> way down on this because I've just been shouting into the mic the oh whole time. God. Yeah, it's yeah. Been spiking. I can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are all me. 
Oh God, those are all my. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's just a, yeah, it's in in the moment thing. It's, I always worry that people are like, this isn't real. Like this isn't you, but oh, interesting. yeah, I would, I would say, I don't think I've ever interacted with you that in a way that has made me feel that you are anything but authentic. Like I, I feel like you're, you're one of the more authentic people I've ever met. Like I, I, I hear you. I think everyone does that. And I think there is always this, this question of like, who are you? Are you the person you are when you're alone? Because I don't know that that's fair or true because I don't think we as people were meant to exist alone. I think that sure. I, I personally think, and yes, this is an extrovert speaking, uh, but like, I personally think that like so much of our lives depends on us in community with other people and us in relationship with other people that like, I can't imagine that myself alone is my true self. Yeah. you know because like yeah. the, then what is the point that's a f- that's fair <laughs> i agree with that read yeah i really like that that actually is very like centering and calming to think of it that way mm-hmm. like great you are you are those other versions you're all of those versions absolutely yeah, yeah. I, the, the idea that you are most you when you're like or you know the best version of yourself is the version of you that's most aligned with your values it's like mm. i like that idea yeah. So I guess the question would be like, when do you feel most aligned <laughs> with your values? Mm. Where is that for you? Mm. When I'm not anxious and when I'm well rested. <laughs> Those are important things. <laughs> yeah. When are you not anxious? Because I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's a great question. I mean, like, right? Well, I think it's hard because I think there is a constant buzz of anxiety in the back of my head, but I, I think that. Um, I think that my social anxiety, like, has so much shaped who I am as a person that it is impossible to imagine myself without it. Like, I think that so much of my empathy and my, um, emotional intelligence and my ability to read people and my ability to connect with people all comes from social anxiety because it makes me so heightened and aware of what everyone else is doing all of the time that I think it is inextricable from who I am as a person. So, like, obviously I can tell when my anxiety is heightened because there's, like, physical effects and mental effects, but, like, I'm anxious all the time. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think there's a time. Like, right now I'm constantly running in my head, like, checking in with each of you, making mm-hmm. sure that everything's vibing, making sure that everything is good, that I'm not doing anything weird, that I'm not making anyone uncomfortable. Like, that's a constant buzz in my head that just is, like, white noise. I, I It doesn't necessarily drain me, but it is there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know what I'm like with anxiety. I don't think that uh, <laughs> that question will ever be answered. Just checking. Just make, I just was curious because you said it, and I was like, "Wait." I I guess what I meant was like when I'm not in a heightened state of anxiety. Because yeah. when I'm in a heightened state of anxiety, that is my worst self, and I hate her. She's awful. When you are not yeah. actively trying to survive. Yes. Yeah. It, I feel that exactly. That's not true. That's when. That's what calm is like to me. <laughs> when I'm not like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no threats here. Good. Am I at home? Great. Threats. No, I can look down. I can, I'm like my dog. I'm like Mishka. I can Ooh. eat my food. I don't have to keep an eye out for anything. I love that. Yeah. Do you feel like there there is a constant hum of anxiety in your brain or do you think it shuts off ever? I mean, yeah, it's pretty much, it's pretty ever present. Yeah. Um, but I think like you, yeah, I think just learning to tune it out or play some music over it. So mm. I don't have to hear it so loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't in general, I kind of like my... Per- I don't know that I wish I was anyway. Mm. 
<laughs> I got too close to saying I liked myself, and that wasn't any good. <laughs> Careful with that positive self-talk. I know, the yeah. seagull swooped in and snatched the seagull, <laughs> and I thought right away. Uh, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I don't know that that's something I want to uh, exert my mental energy towards. Yeah. I think that, like, I don't know, they're, they're the upsides of it for now are keeping me attached to it. Does yeah. that make sense? I feel like I, I I code switch all the time. So I dabble mm-hmm. in playing uh, different versions of myself a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point that has been confusing. <laughs> and I get home mm-hmm. and I'm like, right, I like pizza? Don't like pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I think you got a great personality. Well, thanks. Uh, I was doing all of this to get compliments. You're welcome. I'm glad it's working. It is working. Is there, I'm curious, is there something that helps you ground yourself when you have those moments Mm -hmm. when you're feeling like, oh shit, I don't remember if I like pizza or not. Like, is there (laughs) anything you're able to do or anything that helps you ground yourself in those moments? Yeah, I I do think there's like a very, there's a, there's a version of me that was very young and is also very online. And I feel like I can kind of tap back into it when I, like, listen to certain music or... Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I've always liked music, and I think I've had an attachment to it. I played a lot of instruments in school, and I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like it's a thing everyone should have. Maybe they don't, but I really can mentally get taken back to a place in time if I hear very specific songs. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like that helps. A lot of they might be giants on that playlist. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. If it helps you, <laughs> it's fine. I know that's like an odd uh, choice. Like for... No, it's baby tall and it makes complete and perfect sense, actually. I, somehow it does. Yeah. And like, that's like, you know, I feel like it's my, my secret. Like, no one knows that but me. Like, I know you well, all now know. Well, now we know. Now you and know. And everyone who listens yeah. to this I'm going to listen to this one. I'll now. censor the band name. It's fine. <laughs> you don't really know. It doesn't have to be a secret. But like. <laughs> if each one could be an individual beep. Like, beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep. <laughs> if. You had reason to suspect that I had been replaced with an alien. I think if you played me some They Might Be Giants and I was, like, not reacting to it at all, that'd be something. Ooh, that's a good plot point. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't... I mean, I, I definitely, like, match the person, like, I to a level, obviously. Like, I'm, like, much more reserved at work, at least until I get to know people. So I do feel like I am a different person. But I honestly, I always feel like there is a true version of myself in the driver's seat. Like, I feel mm. like there's a little me in my brain driving it, and so I, like, know that that's always there. I also I wonder if either of you ever get this feeling, uh, when we were talking about, like, you know, giving energy to people, matching energy, do you ever wake up and you feel, like, incredibly powerful, like, like, you're like, oh, I could convince anybody to do anything today. Or, like, you feel like your social power is like, mm! <laughs> Just wondering. No, I don't know if I have. No. <laughs> okay, curious. That doesn't sound I like a feeling No, I, I like that. Is this something you, you experience a lot? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. But there are days when I'm like, whoa, I could, I could wield this and it would be scary. I don't know what that's like. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it is awesome. It feels good. No, what do you I... do with that? Um, usually it goes away by the time I have a chance to do anything. <laughs> you talk yourself out of it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Or like I just like don't interact with anyone that day and I'm like, gosh, shucks. Or like I, the one interaction I have is like I go to a store and I'm like feeling powerful and 
that I'm like, oh, could I get a venti um, um, ice? Um, and then all of my power drains away because I forgot how to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious if anyone else ever gets that. It's cool. I was going to say earlier when that happened to you that that's one of my favorite moments to witness is anytime you lose control or not lose control. It, it is a little bit. It's when you, well, you do lose control and then <laughs> you're able to step horizontally and look at yourself and go, what's going on over there? Yeah, that's, what it, that's truly what it feels like. I'm glad you get that from it because that is actually what it feels like. Yeah. But I just like that you hit a limit. <laughs> For yourself. Oh, I absolutely do. <laughs> I absolutely do. I think I do that a lot more, um, probably just in situ- like on my own. When I'm left to my own devices. Like, sure, like, sure. Yeah. Entertaining myself. Just, sure. I can be too much. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I think you're uh, just enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. And I'll say I also don't do that around everyone. Yeah. Like we were saying, social anxiety is constantly running when around people I don't know as well. The guards are always up. Mm-hmm. Around you guys, because I am very comfortable around you, the guards are slightly lower, so I do let my mouth and my brain run a little faster than my sensors. Yeah, yeah so that's what you're witnessing. How far does that go? I feel like, like as an example, I feel like people I work with know like a version of me that I don't know is like 100% me. Totally. It's a me that definitely runs adjacent to me. Totally. It's like if I had a clone that just followed me to work and then as if stayed you in did. the car when I so went home. you don't have one? I Are just, you revealing something to us right now? I just... You have a what? Oh, all Geminis have a twin. Between <laughs> us, it's like that. The, just Geminis. the Geminis. The Geminis. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question? I had a question? <laughs> maybe not. You were, you were like, I wonder. And then you said well, just, stuff. Well, yes. So maybe I mean, I guess, right. yes. Do you, do you have, like... I feel like at work, I have a version of me that yeah. has been created out of just the anxiety mm-hmm. of me having to be at work. Do you mm-hmm. feel like that, like that, too? Or do people at your work... No. Know you. No, absolutely not. Okay. And I'm constantly, I'm constantly grateful for the fact that I don't have to rely, not that I work with a bunch of bozos. I like some of the people I work with, for sure. I really like That's them. That's nothing to do with it, yeah. But like, uh, I'm really glad that, yeah, I don't have to be on, reliant on work to make me friends. I'm really, I think that like part of that being able to keep some of myself in reserve is because I have other places I can express it. Because I have friends yeah. outside of work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, they get like... I don't know. I've been working there a year, so I'm like a little bit more opened up now, but I would say they get me at like a 30%. It used to be a 10. Yeah. Now it's like a 30. And they're like, oh, she cracks jokes once in a while. I'm like, that first year. Only you knew what's going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like, uh, are you providing others at any time with just a version of you that is like a uh, carbon copy that maybe isn't quite right? Or is it feel pretty authentically like you're being yourself i think i think you saying the clone version that you just push in front of you and go you do it is is what i have Mm. it's uh yeah i i kind of think the same thing that people are i'm generally a little bit more reserved even more reserved especially around you know in, in work environments and stuff and i think if people had any idea that i did improv or whatever they'd be like what who you that's like so funny. yeah i would love for them to come see you in a oh show like yeah. i would pay money to watch their reactions yeah because it is kind of fun when like you can surprise people with that it is a fun reveal when you yeah. get to be like hey um i'm in a show and you should see it yeah and then they do and they're like oh you're a person you're yeah 
Yeah. It is an interesting feeling to see your those coworkers at that show for the first time and they finally now they see they've gotten basically all of you now. What are they gonna think? They look at you differently. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not a bad way. No. But I've definitely had that experience of like now they're like, Oh, like I see a whole a whole yeah. person now. And it's different than I thought. But I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, do you do you feel like so like definitely amongst work people, obviously there's like a clone person. <laughs> do you feel like amongst different groups of friends you play a different role in each of those friend groups that you kind of adapt yourself to? Are you generally the same? I guess I would say generally the same. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it would depend on like how close I feel to the people in that friend group or if it's like a friend group where it's like the kind of dispersed closeness. I maybe I feel really close to some people and not everyone in it. I feel like it does kind of like level out mm. in a way. Uh especially if it like if the minority of people in it are people I feel really close to, it's gonna mute a little bit. Totally. In a way. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Like, totally. like the the turtle from Eddie Nemo. <laughs> California is <laughs> happening already. Totally. Yeah, wait till my California girl accent comes oh, back. No. Take the 10 to the 405. Oh, wow. I, I think I do kind of have one already, but... Uh, ever so slight. Ever so yeah. slight. If any. Yeah. California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, you being you're like from there. And all yeah. That. I mean, NorCal is like the cooler half, but... Sure. <laughs> we don't have to do that. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like some friend groups operate a little bit differently in... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, just because I think... I think a lot of my friendships, like, are my friendships because they, like, let me be a different side of myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I had to say. (laughs) (laughs) That thought came to a screeching halt. (laughs) Right. Well, that's good. You're not doing the the thing I do, which is just keep talking. (laughs) Even after the thought has ended. And then be like, no, 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 I'll make this not sound like uh, a continuation. This is a new sentence. Yeah. I'll find it. Yeah. It's, you know, your greatest tool in your evilest wheel. <laughs> evilest. My evilest wheel. E- your hamster wheel of thought. Dink. <laughs> Seagull's hamster wheel. I know. I'm yeah. all over the place today. My metaphors are mixing. Um, <laughs> how do we transition away from that? <laughs> we stumped him, boys. We did it. We broke the podcast. We broke the podcast. He's usually so deft at continuing all the questions, and we ran right to a dead end corner. I'm so happy we did it. Just like when Jimmy Fallon interviewed Cardi B. Just like it. <laughs> Where the Cardi B? Where the Cardi B? Well, now that we've incensed him, he's going to ask something like, what's the greatest trauma your parents delivered? Yeah. Let's get back to the dark part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I was thinking of a question as you were talking earlier, and it was, so you've done a hundred and how many episodes now? I was going to guess 110. I have it's in the, no idea. <laughs> I think we did a hundred and I want to say 12. Okay. I'll take yeah. uh, yes. That yeah. sounds about right. I'll I, agree with that. Yeah. How have you noticed yourselves changing? Like, so you've done the, these 112 episodes together. Do you ever go back and listen to like episode four and be like, ooh, that's what our chemistry was like? And mm-hmm. and how that has changed throughout time? I've definitely like occasionally gone back because uh, I think at one point I was trying to 
design a poster or something. Like, I'd pull for, I'd look for, like, the old things to call back. Because honestly, I think our podcast exists in such a way that, like, um, sometimes it's the time we talk to each other in the week, and other times we talk <laughs> during and not, not being on a podcast, and then I can't remember if I said it to I you. I know, it's the on air of being friends right. on and off air. Yeah. yeah. So, in that way, like, it, it's indecipherable from just hanging out. But I think at the beginning, uh, there's definitely playing with finding those, like, the boundaries, and I think pushing up against them, and I think we've just kind of, I don't know that we have boundaries so Oh, much. do you mean, like, boundaries with, between the two of us, or do you mean boundaries of the show? Uh, both? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe at the beginning we tried to play within a certain bubble and do certain things, and now I think we just kind of let it be what it needs to, whatever needs to be in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would definitely, this isn't answering your question at all, so screw you. Yeah, I'll um, get there. But, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I would say, like, from the beginning, I think Tal and I have had pretty good chemistry, and, like, I think that's yeah. kind of why when Tal was like, do you want to do this podcast? Like, I obviously we were friends at that point, but I, I didn't know you personally, as well as I do now, obviously. No. Yeah. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons when he asked, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, even though I didn't know, we'd never done anything just the two of us before. So I think that our chemistry has changed pretty, or stayed pretty much the same. I have listened to a couple of older episodes. I think that we've gotten more comfortable with the, yeah, like the medium. I think there's a lot less pauses. I think that both of us are more adept at like getting to the things we want to talk about. I think we're more adept at like, we're better at like guesstimating a rhythm and like handing back and forth. I mean, I still interrupt you all constantly. But I think it's it, it's flowing at the same pace. You jump in to the yeah. boat with me. Oh, that's how. Instead it of you're not getting in the way of the boat and like throwing me <laughs> off stream, and then I just yeah, have to like yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like Indiana Jones versus Optimus. Prime. Like Indiana Jones versus Optimus Prime, the climactic oh, fight sequence. Um. So I think that, like, in that sense, maybe, but I wouldn't even call that our chemistry. I think yeah. that, like, our, and obviously, I think we've become closer mm-hmm. um, because we just spend so much time together. Um, but I think the thing that's changed the most is the fact that we've just kind of trusted the format to take the form that it wants as opposed to trying to fit it into an idea of what we think a format should be. Yeah. Like, I think we've kind of trusted that our premise is strong enough and that our subject matter is strong enough that we don't necessarily need to be in a box because like when we first started out you know we're both improvisers so we were like what can we do and we're like we can improvise and so we really tried to mm-hmm. um and it was fun to experiment with but i think that like when we dropped that premise is when we really started to kind of bloom as a podcast yeah i agree and like i don't know about you but i feel like for me in the beginning i was definitely taking in a lot of like podcasts i listen to a lot and that energy and what a podcast should be like comes from that and Mm. I think it took me a while to like let go of like trying to do it like these other people so much and being like my my take on it is is good enough and interesting enough Mm. yeah yeah like when emulation turns to like create like generation instead of emulation it's generation I think that's been like my personal issue my whole life is like one of my greatest teachers is Weird Al (laughs) and I feel like I learned how to create via, like, parody, like, a lot. Sure. And so, I don't always know how to make something the best way it should be made, but I know how to make something that looks like something or sounds like something or emulates something pretty well. 
I mean, I think that's like, I I think that that is a great way to learn how to do things. That's I think emulation way. is like maybe one of the strongest ways to learn how to thing how to do a thing as long as eventually you break away from that emulation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the part where it differentiates people who are okay at a thing and great at a thing, is when you make the leap from emulation on because everything's been done before. Yeah, everything's been said before. Whatever, blah blah blah. But like, the way you create upon that really uh, shows whether or not you're good at it. I I didn't consume a lot of podcasts before we started our podcast, honestly. So I had no idea yeah. what we were doing. I listen to a fair amount of them now. But, yeah, when we were doing Sky, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts since, like, the inception of them, and I feel like they've gone through so many phases, but I do remember when it literally was, like, a button I have to click on to download this MP3 to my Incredible. iPod so that I can take it with me. Like, I can't even do it on just the iPod by itself. Um I listened to a Blue Man Group podcast back in the Hell, day. Wait, they can't talk. It wasn't hosted oh, by them. It, it was just was like silence. A fan <laughs> this is the and then, it's like, a... occasional sound. Yeah, and, like, them, like, <laughs> like, oh, just, like, breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I wish. <laughs> I. Slide whistle. Do they use slide whistles? I, I assume I they have slide whistles. Really There's a lot of PVC pipes. Yeah. And, and um, they use a, lot, a variety of percussion instruments. Okay. Uh, bass. No slides. Drum, no, uh, paint drums. That's kind of, kind of the other thing. I've seen it twice. Can you continue what you're But the point is, like, I <laughs> Sorry. just, I remember listening to podcasts when no one knew what a podcast was supposed mm. to be, and there was no rules. And, uh, you know, there's so many people from that era still doing it now the same way. And then also the people who picked it up recently, and it's got a little more polish to it, and a little more of a, there's a, you know, I feel like Mark Maron talking for like 20 minutes at the beginning of every episode he's ever done is like from way back in the time when you couldn't even like skip that. Um, so. <laughs> That's probably why I never listened to them because I couldn't skip for the parts I didn't want. Yeah. That's yeah. Rough. There's so many good styles of how to do this. I don't know. If I've gone back and listened to our older episodes, I think that's the thing I hear the most though is just like how much we have um, like fallen into our own rhythm and it's become its own totally. thing that feels very whole and I think early on it did feel at least for me it felt like I was trying to do and emulate other things and uh, there's pressure whole I just want to point out that you said whole whole <laughs> <I> sorry <laughs> holes on the mind holes know? on the mind you know open your holes um, so you are doing your podcast you've been doing your podcast do you feel like you have learned anything from doing it or would you like to share there's been part of me that was like, you need to be more prepared for this going into each episode Mm -hmm. about like about the people, about the guests and be able to have like a list of questions. And pretty quickly I was just like, that's not going to work. Like that's, you can't have that much structure to it. Yeah. And there are like, I'll, I'll cram in those questions. Like I wanted to ask you that question about like your history of doing the podcast and how that has changed you over time. Like I really wanted to hear what you had to say about that, but I knew we'd get that to that eventually that would come up in conversation, but yeah, just the flexibility of it and, and letting it, yeah, be its thing. Let it just breathe and and go where it's going to go. Yeah. I think it's my, my biggest takeaway from it. I'm glad that's kind of like a universal learning. I feel like it should be intuitive, but it, it truly isn't. It's kind of a like lo- a loss of control type thing where you're like, because yeah. I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to like creative stuff. Because I'm like, oh, I wanted, I've got this idea and I want it to go this way. Sure. Same. And with this thing, I'm just like, okay, 
just turn on the record button. Turn on the record button. Is that how you do it? Turn it on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Power it up. Or okay. Give it three charges. Oh, yes. And then push. Yeah, you right. get the pod out. <laughs> put, like, set up your pod, charge the pod, mm-hmm. plug it into the nearest eightfold outfit. Right. Yeah. Outfit. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say what I said. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of wild to have like this whole back catalog now of like doing 112 episodes. Yeah. Um. It feels insane, but also at the same time, like it's like it's just us being friends, so it's not like that. Uh. It has never felt like a burden, like it has only ever been a good thing. Like, I think for me, especially during the pandemic, I was not doing anything else creative. Like, like the podcast was truly what I felt like kept me feeling fulfilled creatively because I didn't have anything else. And so I'm like super grateful to it and to Tallinn for like having, giving me that outlet because I think it would have really blown to not have it. And it was really nice. Yeah. And I think, uh, Thank you for wanting to do it with me, but like just making it easy enough that it was something we still wanted to do. Even like going from doing it every week to like every other week, just because that felt more manageable. Mm-hmm. Every week started to feel like a lot <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic. Doing one thing every week felt uh, stressful, and I, you know what? Sometimes it still feels that way uh, in general, not just podcast. How dare you? No, I know. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think we've done a, a good job of, yeah, giving up that control and just letting it be what it, what it thrives best being. Yeah. And I think that we have tried things. Um, some have stuck, some haven't. Some, you know, it's been fun to kind of experiment. Like we've tried to do segments. Something I thought was really cool when we did our, we were doing our live shows during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I always forget we did those. Live on, on Zoom. And that mm-hmm. was like a big undertaking. And yeah. really, I'm really actually proud of those. Uh, those shows were good. They were really had, fun. They had like segments. Guests. Uh, which you is were not... a guest on our mm-hmm. Halloween episode. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, that was like a really cool creative outlet also during yeah. the show. And like thinking of how we can take this idea and put it into other vessels with which to deliver content to people, right? Like our normal podcast is us just shooting the shit and reading misconnections. It's super loosey goosey. And it was really fun to see how that same idea can translate into something much more structured. Our live shows were way more structured. We had like games and segments. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like, yeah. not to interrupt the train of thought, no, 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 like, it. I feel like at one point maybe we felt that you and I alone maybe didn't feel like enough like maybe we needed to like misconnections were really like the the meat of the podcast and i think that's still true but i feel like i don't know do you feel like maybe people like us a little bit too (laughs) maybe yeah our four listeners um no (laughs) we have listeners kind of and uh i'm also not doing it for listeners i'm doing it because i like to to make them Yes. Um, but yes, I do think that people, I think something that kind of surprised me, not to be a dickhead, but I don't like to listen to podcasts, people like that are not interesting, Yeah. that that are talking. And I was very worried that we would be, that we'd be that, that we'd be egotistical bastards for thinking people cared what we had to say. Um, because I was like, why would people care what we have to say? And then to get the feedback that so many people were like, holy fuck, your like, chemistry is so good. It makes me feel like I'm your friend also. Like, it seeps through the headphones yeah. and makes me feel like I'm part of your friend group. I'm like, okay, maybe we maybe we aren't your average Joes. Maybe we do have something going on a little bit more than 
than an average Joe would. <laughs> sorry, average Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> so, sorry, sleepy Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it. Damn, Let's saying go, Brandon. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. They're so funny because they're so bad. Yeah, they're that's like exactly insults it. insults a third grader would come up with. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm usually not one for political humor because I think everyone's terrible in politics for the most part. But I, vote, I vote. Relax. If both sides are the same. If Republicans. <laughs> oh, oh, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just. If both, if both sides are the same, I just wish they also had an SNL because I would watch it because it would be <laughs> the, mo- the most hilarious, uh, unintentionally <laughs> funny thing. I would love there to be a Sunday night live. <laughs> yes. Or maybe a Friday night, because it would Sunday's the Lord's Day. Yeah. Well, so a Friday Sunday, night. but sun Sunday. Sun night? Sun night? Sun night? Sun night? Sorry, I got us off. Day, on, he laughed. I got us off on the right wing ring. Okay. I got us off on the right wing world. Yeah. You're talking about the pod, I'm sorry. Yes. Anyway. Um Yes. It's been a, I think we learned to like ourselves. Yes. And also, I think that I am very much looking forward to, because like right when the pandemic hit, literally the week before the pandemic hit, we were talking to Dylan, who runs, helps run Kickstand. We were literally in talks with him about the live show, and he was amped. And we were going to put it up at Kickstand. It was going to be a regular show, like monthly, maybe, maybe every other month. But he was amped to give mm-hmm. us the space to do that. And I think that would have been freaking cool i think it really would have you know that that is a place where i think where the the mandela effect occurred and there in some world we got to do that live show and it it set us on a different course yeah um but we're not dead yet so we (laughs) neither is mandela neither is mandela shocking wait is he really not dead he's dead no he died yes I think the Mandela, Nelson Mandela definitely died, but he yes. didn't die in prison. But the, whatever that was, thought. yes, yeah, the, he didn't the die confusion prison. was people yes. thinking he had died uh, I definitely, earlier. I always knew he had gotten free because there's like pictures of him like meeting world leaders. Yeah, as was, an old that was man. a weird one. That was a weird one. Like when I think of Nelson Mandela, I don't think of a young Nelson Mandela. I think of an old Nelson Mandela. I think of Morgan Freeman, who is not young. Who is not Nelson Mandela, also. Well. Yes, but he played in the movie, and you wouldn't get him to play young Nelson Mel- Mandela. Nelson Mel- Mandela! <laughs> Wait, his name is actually Nelson Mandela, and he read the Berenstain Bears. Uh. Um, I'm excited. All this to say, yeah. I'm very excited to translate this into a live show eventually again. Yeah. An in-person live show. I loved our online live shows. It was just like technical difficulties made everything more stressful than it needed to be. Yeah. I'd be down to do it again. I'd also just bat down for the, just having more big groups of guests and like a bunch of yeah. fun games and segments like that. Like Absolutely. turning that into a, an episode structure. And like our ep- our anniversary show was so fun. We got to have you yeah. on it. Like that was super fun. Yeah. Uh, that's probably one, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It, I won't say it's my favorite, but I will say it's It was a really fucking fun episode to have everybody yeah. on it and, and have the conversations just be whatever they wanted to be. Yeah. Again, giving up control. I do feel like I am definitely that control freak, especially around creative stuff. Um, I just want to, like, making TikToks as an example, like, I just want to have that ability to do that and just not care about if something's good or not and just do it. make a thing and put it out and not worry about it. That's the dream. Um, and I feel like I kind of let the podcast be that too, because I like I like us together, and it's just like that's that's all it needs to be. Whatever I didn't even necessarily need me. You brought yeah, in the, it's just like <laughs> no, 
Could have been just Tolan. I needed you. I needed you. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but you're the one who brought in like the misconnection of it all, and I didn't really care what we talked about. I was just like, whatever. Well, yeah, let's try that. And Now we love it. And now we love it. I, I was kind of new. Them. But now you're like a seasoned expert. You probably read more misconnections than 99% of the world, honestly, at this point. I've read a lot. We've read a lot. Yeah. We've read a lot. I, uh, yeah, God, I love misconnections. They're just so, I just love being a voyeur. I love being a voyeur. And I think that like the misconnections combine all of the best things of like, they bring out the best and worst of people because it's anonymous and that brings out, out the best and worst of people. And also there's a very specific type of person that uses Craigslist mm-hmm. and like everybody like, on Nathan for you, every like literally the most interesting cross section of human beings. And so I just, I love the misconnections because it feels like I'm getting to like walk, like walk through somebody's apartment or something like you're really getting to like see them. Yeah. Even I, though you don't know who they are. No. I, I feel like the logical conclusion of all this though is that we do end up on some weird misconnection adventure goose chase where we try to track someone down and it just... I do think that is our natural conclusion and yeah. maybe we die. Maybe. It's our last episode. It would episode. really be poignant if we died in the pursuit of a misconnection. <laughs> it would think of the ratings on that last episode. I know, and then like died. somebody would like make a really good documentary about us. Oh my god! The are we your first uh, duo? You are my first duo. Oh my god! How's it going? I love it. You're doing all the work for me. Like you're just yeah. We never. Sh- I never shut. The- I shouldn't say we. I never shut the fuck up. So yeah. I let you drive helpful. a lot, and that's not bad thing. It's not you not showing up. I just. I I like to take time. To, if I don't take time to think about what I'm going to say, I'm just going to say something and regret it later. Not that it's like harmful, but I'll. I'm good at filling time. Yeah, we have so many outtakes of Tall and just saying something incredibly <laughs> racist because he hasn't thought about it. Yeah, yeah, that's where I do all. That's why I do the editing. Yeah, because yeah. if I didn't, it would be bad for me and my reputation. But uh, no, but more just like I feel like I'll, I'll literally like sometimes I'll treat the dead air like improv space, where it's like almost my brain doesn't think that it matters if it's truthful or not, and then I say something and we go along with it for a while, and then I go home like I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I really definitely, I, mean. I usually am pretty good at calling myself out when I do stuff like that and I, like, say something that I don't believe in. Yeah. that That's, like, a skill I feel like I've honed later in life is, like, good to have. like if I'm meeting new people and I, like, say something, uh, it will be, like, mm, you know, I said that out loud and I don't think that's true, actually. If I could walk that back, just because, like, I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression of me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just say something and you, you just got to stick to it or else... <laughs> Because people can't yeah. think you're wishy-washy. Someone could ask me, like, do I like cake or pie better? And I'll say pie, and then I'll have to double down on it. Pie is better, so it is. right. But I disagree with that. I think I like cake better. <gasps> I had the most incredible... We were in... Yelian and I... This is for all your listeners. Yelian <laughs> and I were in L.A. last weekend. And we got a vegan soft-serve pie oh. from this place called Magpies mm. in Highland Park. Oh my god. It was unreal. It was so fun. It was so good. It was one of the best things I've ever desserts I've ever had in my life. And I just wanted to say that to make everyone jealous. And one I got was mango mochi. Oh. So it was like mango soft serve, all vegan, mango soft serve with mochi pieces in it. And then like a vegan, thick vegan whipped cream on top and mango custard or curd. <laughs> it was so good. That's the sound I made when I was eating. Yeah. That's the sound it makes. It was really good. Yeah. So when you come visit, yeah, 
We'll go good vegan. Please. I already, we already have a list of good food places. I'm, I'm already stocking up. That is one of my favorite things about going to LA is food is so good. The food is pretty incredible. There's a, there's a wealth of good food. Yeah. I think one of the things I was bummed about leaving in Portland is like our good bar culture. I think Portland has maybe one of the best bar cultures I've ever encountered. I don't remember where I lived, but to be fair, I also have only pretty much lived in Portland when I'm 21. I was 21 for a bit in Orange County, but I'm bummed to leave the bar scene, but I will find some stuff. Oh yeah. And you know what? Other things I must have bad one. Good pizza scene. Pizza scene. Mm. Solid. Mm. Solid pizza scene. Diverse. Unique, more varied, I think, than most. Pizza, the pizza scene we're talking about. The pizza scene. Right? Yes. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Let's be specific. I'm only referring to the pizza scene in Portland. Nothing else. The most diverse thing about Portland is definitely the, the pizza, pizza scene. scene. Yeah, for sure. Yes. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the pizza scene, access to nature, for sure. Yeah. Gotta miss that. But there's some... Go- the beach... The beach. I will say it was very weird because I always grew up a beach baby. I never really swam in lakes or rivers my entire life until I moved here because there just aren't, there's no water in California. It's dry as a hus. Um, so I never swam in lakes or rivers and I grew up swimming in the ocean and stuff. And then since living here, I've gone to this beach maybe once a year. And out of those, I've swam at the beach like maybe twice. Uh, and being back at the ocean after being in lakes and stuff, I was like, this is scary. <laughs> like, this is Ocean. so much more terrifying than a lake or a river. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to reacclimate because <laughs> I will not not swim. Uh, but I'm going to have to reacclimate, recalibrate. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I feel like every time I've ever been to the ocean, it's there's always a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, ocean is like big and she alive. <laughs> Real. Yeah. Just. Spooky. But in Hawaii and definitely like pulled out further than I wanted to go on like a boogie board and been like, oh shit, like <laughs> this is going to take some effort to get to the land. Yes. I better like start trying now. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's all good. Be safe out there. Be safe out there, folks. That's all. That's, that's Wear your good advice. Wings. Keep your wits about you. Keep your Never turn wits about you. Yep. It's the most important lesson. Never turn your back. Yeah. Don't turn your back. Yeah. Pay it on time. Second rule. She doesn't like it when you pay late. Pee pee. <laughs> pee pee in the ocean. No, that's not. <laughs> Sarah! You can't tell people to just pee in the ocean. On Kyle's <laughs> podcast. I, don't, I, don't I can't be responsible for that. If it was ours, you could say that. I'm whatever, so you could whatever you want. You can say I'm so sorry, want. everybody. It's just, he's really liable. I'm really sorry for that. I'm telling you to pee pee okay. in the ocean. Oh, man. <laughs> Pee at home first. Right? Yes. Okay. No pee-pee. No pee-pee. Okay, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that'd be a good spot for a commercial break. Do you have those? So you don't have this. <laughs> that's so disappointing. He's cutting it short. This is supposed to go on for five oh, hours. my God. Okay. <laughs> but that was my... That was... That was my breaking point. Um, <laughs> Charlie PP passed the break point. <laughs> ooh, 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 she's ooh, coming at him oh. fast. She's back on her game, ladies and gentlemen. Second win. <laughs> so you're gonna you're leaving Portland. Yeah. You're yeah. you're gonna miss some things. We're gonna oh, miss yeah. some things. Um anybody in particular you're gonna miss? No. Okay. <laughs> that was a that was a, that was a quick no. No. Um, I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, it was an open-ended question. Wow. I just wanted no, to. No, it feels like, no, yeah. it feels like you're 
kind of trying to pull something out of me. I can't uh, believe this. I, I guess the way that I could put it is, are we still friends? We're still friends. We're still going to be friends. Uh, distance, schmistance. I would say we're bosom friends. Bosom buddies. I would say we're bosom I should have named this podcast, Are We Still Bosom Buddies? Are We Still Bosom Buddies? <laughs> what a missed opportunity. <laughs> fucked it. Be um, We Still Bosom Buddies? Be We Still Bosom? Thou upst my bosom. Oh, right, in Shakespeare. <laughs> Clasp thine to my chest. Okay, this isn't really, I don't know if it's even a story I should tell, but it's work-related. I was, at, I was at work, we were all, a lot of us were at work, and the email went out to a lot of parents, everyone has ever signed up for a camp. Uh, advertising our new classes. Among them is a class loosely based on a Harry Potter movie called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs> Beast was spelled wrong. It was breast. It was fantastic breast. And uh, it's just like I've never just been around a, a better typo. Like it's just we were told that by a parent who called to let us know that we had sent this email. And it's just like typos happen. People misspell beasts and make a breast all the time. But so rarely does it happen in such an instance that's so perfect. Fantastic breasts. Fantastic breasts. <laughs> Where to find that, that class is going to fill up quicker than anything. Than a D cup. Ever... Whoa! <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it was good. So you that's can all incredible. have that. Thank too. you so much for that part of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, Kyle. Kyle, are you, you still going to be our You're leaving me. Whoa. Well, okay. You're That's asking it. me to, no, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to come visit you. And Yay. Kyle, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, I've, it's, I've wanted to hang out more in general. And I don't want us moving to like put a squash to that. Do you guys want a moment? Yeah, can you leave? Yeah. You can, you can, Close the door behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. And don't come in, no matter what you hear. <laughs> no matter how much we ask you to come in, don't, <laughs> don't listen to in. us. I, it's fun. I do feel like we have similar vibes in a way where, like, I feel like... Both men, yeah. Both, both <laughs> I'm no, sorry, you're trying, you're trying to say really nice things about it. You just know. <laughs> it's I'm fine. sorry. This is like, I've tried to crack the code in my own brain. Like, why have we never really, like, hung out? Um, and I think it's just like, I have uh, a hard time asking people to do that. I, I like being put in that situation automatically by other forces. Uh, anyway, let's let's hang out. And uh, I think that can happen long distance. We can both play video games and chat. That can happen too. That'd be really cute. I think that'd be really cute. Yeah. I would watch that on Twitch. Yeah. You guys, there you go. Tandemed. All right. We'll find some. We'll find some yes. Well, it, it'll. Funny enough, like you moving to LA will actually hang out more. I honestly think that will. That <laughs> happens. Yeah. That happens. I moved away from friends. Yeah. And I hung out with them way more. Yeah. And yeah. I, there's something also to think about, like, you know, the two years of, of a pandemic that is ongoing uh, is, like, made to me definitely take stock of who's really important to me, who I've missed, and who I haven't gotten to hang out with. And I, I want to honor that. Uh, I said, if I'm not asking to hang out with you, maybe that means something. I don't know. But <laughs> I guess... This is one way for you to learn that. Listen, if you're waiting by the phone to hear from me and I haven't, haven't reached out, I, I, there's your answer. I'm, I'm sorry. Damn. You know what? Can't win them all. Uh, 
You'll find a new me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I'm irreplaceable. Sarah? <laughs> I could just watch that all day. I'm turning on everyone else except for Kyle. Oh, even me? Oh, no, not you! <laughs> oh, I'm coming. God, God yeah, I'm gonna be. Every day. Yeah, Kyle, yes, we can still be friends. Yeah, I guess. You, you always it. laugh at my jokes. You got so good jokes. That makes me feel good. Thanks. Not always. You no. even laugh at the ones that aren't very good. I find you highly entertaining. <laughs> Like a I, monkey. <laughs> I am, yeah, like dance for me type of entertainment. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that vibe from you. Yeah. And you would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I absolutely love Leo energy. <laughs> but, anyway. uh, but yes, yes, Kyle. Thank you for coming and doing this. So fun. Thank yeah. you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> there, it there it is. Always leave him laughing. Always leave him. Thanks so much to our friends, Tallinn and Sarah, for sitting down with me today. If you want to become better friends with Tallinn and Sarah, find them at Craigsistential Crisis on Instagram. Are We Still Friends is produced and edited by me, Kyle Coleman. Music provided by our friend, Jack Martin. Make sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Visit arewestillfriends.com to find more interviews with your favorite friends.